One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy Good Podcast was always better. Hello, guys. You're listening to Tea and Sympathy where me and Chris Barnes sit down with someone who's recently lost someone, offer them a cuppa, and talk about how they're going. It's not parallel team. shows? <laughs> the multiverse of podcasts. What you could be listening to. Tea and Sympathy. Sounds like why, a good title for a show. Why tea? I, I just, just rhymes with sympathy, doesn't it? You could have what you want. Oh, yeah. No, sympathy. Sympathy, sympathy. That's why we work together, because together we can make the dream happen. Sympathy, where we sit down with someone recently bereaved, we offer them a cup of tea, and we ask some questions about the person who's just gone. Like, did you really like it? I mean, it's not the greatest format, and you've got to be around people constantly to kind of make it happen. Yeah, and then like the day of saying, oh, have they gone now? Right, do you want to do a podcast? Come on. Come on, yeah, stop and- crying. Yeah, and I, I've lost people in my life before. It's the last thing you really want to do is sit down and have a light-hearted chat that's slightly moving in order to win a Sony award for someone else. I, do, I, do you know what? I think this has been the worst one I've ever done. I've gone too dark. Too dark. There's no way out of this. Tea and sympathy is too dark. And oh. two of the shows today are kids' shows, so we've really changed the mood of this. The tone. We, that's, the, that's the tone, isn't it, they're loving television? The, the, tone, the tone adds, we, we kind of uh, shook it up a bit for the light-hearted mm. fun, but we started with some darkness. It's very much like a Disney film, isn't it? Something tragic yes. has happened to then make it bad. <laughs> like in TV shows when they say, this season it's going to be darker. Right, people are going to die. That's it. That's what's happening. That's what we like. Well, I'll tell you what, I was getting ideas for uh, big screen 90s or whatever we're going to call it, and I found uh, the Land Before Time film. Do you know that film has had 17 sequels? 
17 sequels. Let that sink in. It's now like up to date with the actual timeline. Those dinosaurs are like they've got social media and everything. It's the land 17. of time. 17. I mean, dinosaurs are great anyway, but like they're pushing it after three. I think I only ever saw two Land Before Times, one and two. One's a masterpiece, two is not. God knows what 16 is like. What about Return of Jafar? Return of Jafar. Do you know what? Do you know that always annoyed me as a kid, Return of Jafar? Because even then I was watching it going, this animation looks terrible. Because it did. And And I've said this before. If you know something shit as a kid, you know it's shit in real life, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I hated Return of Jafar. Great story, lousily executed. Two stars. The third one is funnier because Dan Castaneta, who does the voice of Homer Simpson, voiced the whole film, but then they got Robin Williams back. So they redid all his dialogue again. It's like, how pissed off would you? I've just spent hours in the, in the recording room and now you've, you've dubbed me over with the original man. Human. He does sound exactly like Homer Simpson, though, when he does the genie from time to time. You, you can't hear it, and then you can't not but hear his voice. They're like, it's Homer yeah. stuck in a lab. Yeah. Have they really run out of ideas in The Simpsons at this point, where Homer becomes a genie? He's not even doing a Robin Williams impression. He's just doing Homer Simpson as a genie. Yeah, and you can't really take that role as your own, can you? You can't really go, do you know what? I'm going to play it as I see my genie. Because Will Smith did that, and it was shit. Was it? People liked the Will Smith genie. Did they? He was terrible. Like, he ruined that. That that Aladdin movie, the live-action one, is possibly their worst live-action film. I think it's just awful. There is a song in it which sounds like a demo that some B-Tech performing arts student has made and somehow has got muddled up with the real song. I can't remember what it was called, but... Prince Ali. Prince Ali. No, it was like a new original song for the film going, if there's a film that doesn't need new original songs, it's Aladdin. It's got it all. Shining My Lamp or something. Shining My Lamp. Shining My Lamp. I've nicked some bread. No. That's one step ahead of the... That's the, that's the real song, isn't it? I, I love the way you're saying it, like it was a George Formby movie. What are you doing? I'm stealing bread, shining my lamp, shining my lamp. Arabian Days instead of Arabian Nights, is that what it was? Arabian Days. Oh, it was called... Oh, done. it's going to annoy me forever now. What's it bloody called? I can't even get on. Hold on. I'll, I'll Google it. Google it. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly ask the other half. <laughs> this is this is staying in. All this is staying in. He's going to see his other half to find out what the name of the song is in the Eva, live action really version. Important question: What song does Jasmine sing in the new live action Aladdin? That's not very good and new. This is gold. It's like speechless. Speechless. And the irony of that is, well, it's called speechless. Thanks, dear. Speechless. A song called speechless with a lot of lyrics in. I was speechless when I heard it. You just disturbed her just to ask that. Yeah. Uh, Shall we go with the show? Everyone was yelling at the screen then, going, we know it's speechless. Come on, it's a hit. It's almost as good as the Brock singing in Moana. (laughs) We're not ready for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, You're not ready for that can of worms yet. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, it's time for a small 
screen. Nineties. Play the intro. To small screen 90s, the only 90s nostalgia based show that reviews things out of 90 and not just things we review TV shows from the 90s out of 90. We put them in a big list and you listen to it perfect. And I wouldn't be doing this on my own, I'm AMJ, but I have a great host. Tell him your name, Chris. My name is Chris, and I was in the intro at the beginning, so I wasn't introduced then, but I'm introduced now. Yeah, I don't know why then introduced this now. <laughs> You've been speaking to me for five minutes and then you introduced me in the middle. Oh, we're really ruined it behind the curtain today. And we're like, what yeah. actually goes on? What is our first show of the week? First show of the week is we haven't decided which one it is yet. So, well, what do you want to do? I want to do Challenge Annika. Well, I'll stop rustling. I'll stop rustling. <laughs> Can I just say, I mean, like, oh, let's do Challenge Annika. Like most po- podcasts would have a debate or something. You just went, all right, let's do it. Annika, what was your experiences with Challenge Annika as a child? I used to like it, I think, because it had Annika Rice in it running around. Well, the one I watched, she was doing a childline calendar and she had to do an exhibition in three days. And she couldn't just go on the internet and get like pictures of children playing. She had to go around and take them and get people to send them in by post and she had three days to do it it's that's insane like the postal system as well it's not the way to do that yeah needed uh, ten thousand photos by 4 p.m and she found out on tuesday at 3 p.m not even in the morning on tuesday in the afternoon and uh, oh you've got to do a calendar by friday oh, do you know what i'm already going to give it 10 for that effort of a tv show because there's nothing more frustration, frustrating in life than dealing with stuff that has to be posted. And especially back then where everything did have to be posted. And just waiting on that to, to then film a show. Absolute legend, Annika. Absolute an- anarchist. Absolute anarchist. Anarchist, um, Rice. 
but then people sent in loads of photos and half of them got rejected. So you've taken the time to take the photo, get it printed, send it to her, and she's gone, nah, and put it in the bin. Who are you, Annika? Who are you to just yeah. say who can get into your little calendar? No, I'll take it back. But if I was trying to find if there's a copy on eBay so I could buy it and go, look, here it is. But no, I can't find it anywhere. I had a similar problem with this that, than I did with Home Improvement. Of I don't know where I've been searching for stuff on YouTube or where people recorded their videos in the 90s. I watched one where they built a community centre, uh, but I, I couldn't make out any of it. It was just all really blurry and stuff. Like, it had been recorded over, like, six times. And the helicopter, the helicopter was just like, oh, remember that, being a kid and seeing a show start with a helicopter. Do you have a helicopter? Get a helicopter. Have you watched Did Treasure you... Hunt by accident again? <laughs> Could you just imagine? How bad was this view? <laughs> Challenge Annika. It started with her in a helicopter. Helicopter. And then there were people with a map in the other room and they were asked them there to go to different places. You've watched your own programme again. Yeah, Melinda Messenger was in it as well. Is that the one? Does she play uh, Annika Rice? No, the Annika oh, Rice no. is Annika Rice. Annika Rice is Annika Rice. What are you on about? Yeah. I find as well, she's one of those forgotten 90s celebrities, isn't she? One who just got left behind. Yeah, she does be Radio 2 presenting now. Does it's still she? about. Yeah. Is she going to get into stand-up as well? Is she? She's yeah. getting on to our turf, is she? No. Get out. Get out, right. Get out. There's enough of us already. Some would say too many. No, no, if you want to join in, have a go. Dave the Sandman. He's his own little oh. character with his boom mic. That's that's a thing as well. Like that's going back to like Big Breakfast as well, and those shows where like the sound man, like all the crew were part of it, SMTV. You don't get that anymore watching anything 90s based. Not watch, watching today's TV. Yeah. It, like you never watched this morning. That very very occasionally that cut away to like members of team, but they're not part of it. They're just there. As Philip Schofield stares them down. All about I'm a celebrity. There's always the crew off stage laughing at Anton Deck's jokes, probably by gunpoint, saying, you laugh at this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it was funny when Morecambe and Wise did it. Uh, <laughs> but no, that, that still goes from SMTV, though. I suppose it's kind of that kind of format that come over. And he was, he was hanging out, out the back of the Doom buggy with no seatbelt. What year is this? You should have had a seatbelt on. When when did like it become legal to wear seatbelts? The eighties, I think. So I think really, I think so. Oh, go and go and ask your missus again. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, so, excuse me. When was the legal time when seatbelts coming? <laughs> it's weird. Isn't you it, t- seatbelt? 
She's going to be like, what are you two talking about? The law requiring all drivers to wear their seatbelts came into force on 31 January 1983. Car manufacturers have had to install seatbelts since 1965, but the law requiring drivers to wear them did not come into force for another 18 years. I always find it weird that like seat, you have to wear a seatbelt on a coach now. Do when you're on a coach journey and then you have to yes. wear a seatbelt. Silly. And it's, I understand, like, because uh, I was sat with a coach driver the other day and he was telling me a, a horrendous story about how once he broke to uh, break too soon and like someone flew through the window and he said it shocked him for years and he's only just come back to coach driving. And I thought, this is going to be a lovely trip to Windsor. <laughs> Lego Windsor. Keep it light. <laughs> Lego enjoy just crashes into all the Lego. It's happening again. She rang up Simon Mayo because there's no Twitter. So if she did it now, it'd be quite easy. Did you see that show with Ross Noble freewheeling? It just asked people where things were on the internet. It was on Dave and he'd it go and great. travel there. Yeah. So this is what it would be like now if you tried to do Challenge Annika now instead of ringing up Simon like Mayo. Yeah. I'd love to ring up Simon Mayo, wouldn't you, though? I bet that'd be a great phone call. I bet Simon Mayo's always in a good mood. Oh, see that? He's got his it's, it's movie doctor's book. It's, it's what my uh, microphone's leaning on, is Simon Mayo's book. Simon Mayo. I bet Simon Mayo would be over the moon with that. He would be. No, he's left the BBC <laughs> now. He's had enough. Hey. He's yeah, gone. He's gone rogue. That's how they get you. Going into the real world. Leaving the BBC gravy train. And he's doing a podcast now. And you have to pay for extra bits. <gasps> the bastard. I hate... Oh, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. Unless when you, you were getting a completely different podcast that you couldn't listen. Yeah. like People doing that, just making you pay for the same thing you could listen to for free. Uh, bastards. Imagine doing exactly. that to people. It'd be terrible. Terrible. When we're doing big screen nineties? Uh, in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> when the money comes in, the money tree. I want to get our own show, like on Channel 5 at like midnight. That's what I want. <laughs> on Sunday, Channel 5, 12 o'clock at night, small screen nineties on the small screen. Where we just sit there and do this, but with clips. We could just go through the... Uh, fuck. I should really think about what I'm going to say before I start talking. We should go through the TV guide for that year and just see what was on television and review it. Let's do it. I'm, oh, fuck. I'm up just for this. a spin-off. <laughs> this is it. Just go through it. Just review a whole night's TV from the night. Oh, do you this... know how much radio times are, though? That's going to be... That's, oh, that's the internet. <laughs> that's the word I was thinking of was radio times, but it wouldn't come. I kept thinking <laughs> TV guide thing with all the... <laughs> Why is it the radio times for? It's not radio, it's television listenings. List, I listings. mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to use the TV times like, or one mm. of those take a break ones where not only do you get the TV times, you get a story of some woman who's fallen in love with a ghost. <laughs> those kind of things like man falls in love with an animate object, woman falls in love with a swimming pool. That's a, that's, a genuine that's a genuine Vice documentary. A uh, big shout out to the Vice lads. You make some amazing stuff. Uh, oh, pool party. Pool party. It would, it, it, it'd never be on this. 
So, what what do you think of Challenge Annika overall? I remember watching it a few times as a kid, thinking this is all right, and watching it now, going, ah, it's quite good. It's quite upbeat, isn't it? It's quite a nice thing to bung on. I like the animated titles. They didn't really, they did reflect what was going to happen when they don't kill yeah. the hedgehogs and they build a ramp for them to walk over. Good old hedgehog. Fun fact: they're actually the hedgehogs from the animals of Farthing Wood, and they get to the other side and get eaten by a fox. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> we know everything in animals of Farthing Wood lived to a ripe old age. She tried to get some film developed, and everyone was very unhelpful. Like, do you know where the nearest place to develop film quickly is? And they're like, no. And she went into Snappy Snaps, and they said, we're going to do it by the next day. And then she got to some other boat, and he said, I can do it in 10 minutes. It's like, <laughs> Snappy Snaps, that's what you're out of business for. Well, this is it. Well, I doubt it. <laughs> Things moved on a lot in photography. But the weird thing that happened in it was she was filming halfway through and a policeman turned up and oh. said he was DCI Neil. And apparently they'd been filming by where a robbery had been and maybe they might have caught the suspect on their camera. <laughs> so they had to stop the <laughs> challenge to go look at the footage back. And they went, oh, there he is. But I don't remember that. When did that happen? <laughs> That's classic 90s policing. Hold on, guys. See them cameras? I think there was a robbery here. Did, did you catch anyone looking suspicious? Well, why we did. Hold on, stop it. It's like we can't stop it. The kids need their calendars. Oh, that, that's, that's genius. Who's the head uh, of Childline? What's her name? Esther Anson. That's it. Esther Anson <laughs> needs her calendar. Esther, did she show her face? She did turn her face at the end, going, oh, you've done really well. I thought, you've done soddle. You've set this talent for her and pissed off. Yeah. And she's getting all that done for free, isn't she? Old Esther, yeah. counting the pennies. So, what would you give it at a 90? At a 90? I'd give at it... Nine. I'm going to get it 40. 40? I would give it 40 as well, I think. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about this for. Well, let's... Lock it in. Locked in. That was Challenge Annika. Done it again. Chris? Chris? Oh. Where you go? Get a pen. Uh, what type of pen? Just, just so I remember what, what we gave it. Let's right. do DuckTales. Life is like Lasers, aeroplanes, it's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Duck tales, Every day they're out there making duck tales, Tales of daring, do bad and duck tales. The danger, watch behind you. just say greatest theme tune of all time ever i've written in my notes theme tune 
brackets banger. It is. So do, I thought do, the same. Do, 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 do. It's one of the rare things that even like I had it on the Game Boy, and even like the theme tune on the Game Boy completely snapped. You know, when you just listen to it, you're like, yeah. Just listening to the intro screen again and again, it was that was the first iPod for me, and they looked very similar. Not saying they ripped off Nintendo. <laughs> they might have done. They might have done. They might have looked at it for DuckTales. So what episode did you watch? I watched The Duck That Knew Too Much. The Duck oh. That Knew Too Much. Actually, no, I think I watched two because I got bored of the first episode. I. This is an ongoing thing with DuckTales. There's a lot. There's a lot now which is very irritating watching back. And I'm going to sound unpopular by saying it. But Huey, Dewey and Louie's voices are ear-piercingly horrible in the original version. Which is great when Donald's doing it, because that's one duck. One duck. Not three. I learned to do that from my auntie, and she never told me exactly what she did, but I just knew what to do. I don't know how that works. I don't know if I can do it. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, no, let's not go down that road. Right, who the I fuck watched... is Fenton? Fenton? There was a character in it, Fenton, who worked for Scrooge McDuck, who wanted to go on a holiday. He'd won a holiday on a quiz show, and then Scrooge McDuck said, you can't go, so he feigned illness, and they ended up in the same place. That is the episode I got bored of, because I thought the main characters are not in it. Where's... But you just said you didn't like them anyway. Huey, Dewey, oh and... Louie, no, Louie in the news. Louie <laughs> in the news. And then they did that annoying thing years later by releasing Quack Pack, where they made them edgy teenagers and gave them normal voices. And I didn't like that. I mean, I just, I don't know. I like the old school ones, but the voices really got to me. I don't know if it's just old man syndrome. Have you watched the reboot with David Tennant? Yes, brilliant. Love it. Yeah, I said, they even got the theme tune right for the new one. And there's a crossover in the new one where they see a cloud kicker from Tailspin is an old bear. And it's just, that's what you want. That's what I want. Those are the crossovers that I've wanted, and slowly they're happening, which is leading me to think Hollywood's really run out of ideas. Like when you've got to the guy from Tailspin turning up in an episode of The Duck Tales, you've shot your load, haven't you? Yes. My favourite Duck Tales. Oh, you're covering that up there going, yes, what the hell are you on about? <laughs> My favourite DuckTales thing was the Treasure of the Lost Lamp, which was Aladdin before Aladdin. Second reference today. It's getting, his, it's getting in, Aladdin, and he's doing well today. Yeah. I, uh, was that the film? Yes, yeah, the film one. They had a the... genie that was a bit like the Aladdin genie, but a duck that could do also, magic. They, they went a bit too far with the duck puns. Like, they didn't have to call the city Duckburg. Like, we get it, a ducks. It doesn't need any more references than that. It's uh, 
Doug Berg, what? Now, I watched the pilot episode, which is a weird thing, because the the little kids, they were with Donald. But Donald yeah. goes and joins the Navy. Yeah. And then leaves them <laughs> with Scrooge McDuck. Number one, who are their adults? Who, who, who are their parents? Well, yeah, this gets me. Because why don't they just call Donald Duck? the father of them, because there is their Daisy Duck. Do you know what I mean? Why hmm. is he the uncle? Because it just makes it weird. And it has to be Disney, doesn't it, that some parent has to die, that they can't just have three ducks who have a nice life. And one, what would Donald do in the Navy? I don't know. He had a little Navy hat on and he, he was uh, scrubbing the poop deck. <laughs> he said poop. Yeah, he's a poop deck. <laughs> no, he, he'd got a mop and he was... That's what you do in the Navy, isn't it? They make you just scrub the top of the boat. That, that's just that's all you do in the Navy. Constantly cleaning that boat back and forth. Our oh, seagulls just been on it. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, uh, they, Disney don't want ducks fucking, do they? That's what they don't want. They don't want Is that, is to that what Holt that... said <laughs> before they froze him? Do what you want, but make sure those ducks don't fuck. <laughs> yes. Well, should we give him some trousers? No, I want to make it so it could happen at any time, but I don't want it to. <laughs> Sorry, there was some robbers trying to steal from his big vault, which has got a massive um, dollar sign on the side of it. So it's quite obvious what's in there. And uh, oh. he, he's a bit like Mr. Mr. Burns. And uh, the robbers wanted this ship so they could get some gold. I thought, you're going into a vault that has got gold. Why do you need the ship to buy gold? <laughs> Just rob Makes his vault. Very little sense. Also, no. the thing that always annoyed me, there's two things with Scrooge McDuck I don't like. One, is his most valuable possession is his first ever dime that he made. And there's a whole episode where he tries to get it back. I don't think that is his most valuable possession, for he has a vault full of gold that he can swim in like it just, it, and also, even as a kid, I remember watching that thinking he can swim in all that money. And I don't like when he swallows all the coins and then spits them out to look like it's water. I think you're going to choke, Donald. You've got a beak, mate. You've got a beak. That's going to be hard for you. If something was to happen to him in there, he is the legal guardian of those other ducks. Who would look after them? Webby? And everyone hated Webby as well. That's another stupid bloody duck bun. Why is Pluto a dog? And also Goofy's a dog, but Goofy gets to have a family. Goofy, in the Goofy movie, has got a kid. So Goofy's allowed to do the um, sex in, but the ducks can't. Well, this is it. What, what, what are they thinking? And he's a single dad. There's no mum. There's no mother Goofy in that film. Why oh, can't yeah, there's not, is there? Yeah. There was none, like, I can't think of any, dis even the series, where there was one Disney family that was just together. Like, why is it all single parents? I mean, good luck, like, great if you're doing a good job, but, like, just have one family, one. The Incredibles, but that's Pixar. So. That's Pixar. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Other Disney Chip and Dale, no, they didn't have any fun. No, Dark, I can't think of any. Darkwing Dark was always always going around fucking. Um, Darkwing Dark, that was another niece situation, if I remember correctly. 
The Mighty and Ducks. Lord, yeah, the Mighty Ducks. I've got Lord a weird history Pad was in that. We've got a Mighty weird Ducks. history with the Mighty Ducks. What's your weird Mighty Ducks history? Mighty Ducks was starting on a Sunday morning, so I rushed down to watch it. What had happened? Princess Diana had died. Um, oh, I always man. remember that. Thought, so, oh, where's my ducks? Come on. <laughs> Sorry for your loss, man. <laughs> I know. It's really upset. It's like. Yeah, stop talking about her. Where's the duck? You must have been the only person in the UK who was genuinely excited about watching Mighty Duck. Let's review it. What, what, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it 35, because it's no Chip and Dale. Oh, it's no, it's no tailspin either. It's no tailspin. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said, the thing is, you said, the animation's good on it, though. Yeah. It, it, said, it, it, does, it still looks nice. You said you got annoyed by half the cast, so you can't really give it that high. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to give it 35 as well. I think that's a fair amount to give it. So let's... Lock. Yeah. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection... Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In sorry, I wasn't on camera. Okay, uh, that's all right. That's confusing, listeners. Nope. <laughs> I wasn't on camera. It's fine. So it's leaning was... on Simon Mary's face. Right. So next up, we've got an absolute banger of a show. We're going to take you back to Ponty Pandy with everybody's favourite fireman. It's Fireman Sam.
Sam is the hero next door. He is indeed. He is the hero next door, unless you live in the village, which is significantly further away from the fire station. What what, what do you have on this? Because there's a few things watching it back. Uh, Alvis, the uh, fireman, it was called Alvis. Who was just Alvis? Yeah, he he was making a curry in the episode I watched. Oh, he made a lot of curries, did uh, Alvis. Uh, Bella Lasagna, which is another great cartoon name. And uh, I've got beef with this already because... I can't say much about this story legally, but I work for a certain holiday provider and they had certain characters who turned up. And for years, we had a certain fireman who, let's be honest, is he... Why are you being vague about talking about it? We've just said he's called Fireman Sam. Well, let's be honest. Everyone, if you're going to watch Fireman Sam, you want to see Fireman Sam. There is no other character... You want to see. You don't care, do you, a kid? You just want to see Fireman Sam. And when I was there, towards the end, they brought in a Norman Price to appear with Fireman Sam. But for some weird reason, halfway through the year, we were doing Norman Price photo shoots with just Norman Price. And the amount of guests who got so angry at me over it, going, where's Fireman Sam? It's only Norman. I'm like, sorry, Fireman Sam isn't here today. The kids, nobody wants it. Nobody wants a photo shoot with Norman Price. And I'm saying this now, like, this is a conversation I had about 10 years ago. Looking at his little face there, thinking, you've ruined my day, Norman. You have ruined my fucking day. So it's That's like me. doing a, a Scooby Doo <laughs> thing and going, please welcome the person you'll be having a photo with, Scrappy Doo. There we go. <laughs> he said that. It was like, who did that schedule? Went, Do you know what? Norman's not getting out there enough. Norman is the Scrappy Doo of the Fireman Sam universe. And I feel for Norman as well. One, because his mum was clearly crazy, old Dillish. And mm. also, he needed help. The guy clearly had problems with arson. There is and a fan the- theory that uh, Sam is uh, Norman Price's dad because they've got the same hair colour. And also why he never gets arrested or put away. No, he's like, no, no, don't put him away. No, no, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. You do all right for yourself, eh? 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 Stop sending fire things, eh? Also, uh, Dillis is one of my favourite cartoon voices of all time. No, no! Stop setting fire to the local orphanage! I think uh, that was probably the best and worst impression anyone's ever heard. I thought it was like an animated version of Heartbeat sometimes. It did, yeah, it felt very Heartbeat. And Norman was playing the character of Greengrass. See, already, again in my life, Norman is getting quite a lot of screen time that he doesn't need. And there's diversity in it. There's a character called Trevor, who is from the diverse community. There's one black guy in the whole of the, whole of the village. <laughs> I hate when they do that. Like, even then, going, come on, people. We've been a multi-nation. Multinational. <laughs> we, we've been a, we, like, we're multinationalities, like, for like 200 years. Don't 
that's what we are and we're proud of it. Don't just do that. It looks lazy and horrid. Is it John Addison? He did the voiceover and he did the voice for every single character. Which yeah, they don't speak. Was, they don't yeah, animate the, the lips. <laughs> no, not like on Postman Pat. Just saying, maybe up your game. So, the big question, Fireman Sam or Postman Pat? Fireman Sam or Postman I don't know. I found, like, Postman Pat was quite annoying. I think as a kid I was quite highly strung. And I remember sitting there with one boy going, just deliver the bloody letters. And I think that's kind of trickled into my adult life. And going, what? And one, why is he taking his cat with him to work? Like, and he's more endurance than anything else. It just, Take your I cat just to work like day. It. Take your cat every single day. The cat I... is the worst animal to take to work. I like Postman Pat. Because my nan knitted me a Postman Pat doll. And I went round... uh, Where was it? It didn't really matter where it was. Say Faversham, putting Pat into everyone's letterbox as I went past, putting them going, going, hello, and sticking Postman Pat in their letterbox. (laughs) The only problem was I walked past this bush and stuck it in a bush and it's full of stinging nettles and I stung on my arm. So it ruined the day after being so happy, annoying people sticking it through letterboxes. Because stinging nettles, oh, they, they are the bane of kids' lives. It's the worst well, pain ever. Well, when, you're, when you're a kid and you get stung, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to die. It's worse <laughs> than being bit by an adder, I think. You get a dock leaf. It's like they don't do anything. It just wears off after time. It just rubs the sting more over the arm. Yeah. No, I've just got a wet arm. For a minute then, I thought you were like, get a dog leaf, I've been bit by an adder. <laughs> like, I, oh, it does nothing. I have never been stung by a bee or a wasp, ever. Have you not? Wow. Have you been stung by a bee or a wasp? Loads. Oh. Like, almost like a ridiculous amount of times. Uh I, I, one oh, that summer, time when you were a beekeeper. When I was a, when I was a beekeeper. When you were one a beekeeper summer, for um, uh, when you did that pingu tour and they asked you. When to I did a pingu tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little side job. <laughs> like, do you know what, Adam? Get in the bee suit. You know, I've just like, invented, I've just made one up, but it's probably true. It's like, yeah, I did do beekeeping when I was younger. I was a beekeeper. My Uncle John was a beekeeper for a little while. Well, he still is. He, he, he looks after bees. He told me a funny story once. He was moving the hive in the car, and uh, all of a sudden it started swarming. And he said he'd never driven so fast in the whole of his life. All the bees just... Can you think of anything more terrifying in your life than just driving your car and a big swarm of bees just buzzing around? Uh, well, going back to my original story, I'd worn this CK1 summer. So it was a summer version of CK1. And for some reason, bees loved it. And I must have got stung about six, seven times. So me being lighthearted and now it's gone very dark. It's not dark, is it? Getting stung by a bee. I'm still here. I didn't have an allergy to it or anything. It's not my girl. Are you a wafter or you just stand there and just take like a man? The first, I'll tell you what, though. I remember doing Chuff Fest once. And Mark Cridland was... uh, St John's Ambulance and I'd been stung by a bee and I went to like 
the, the tent and went, oh, I've just been stung by a bee. And he told me to man up and get over it, which was a personal highlight of mine going, but it really hurts. Didn't you just check that I'm not infected or anything? I went, nah, mate, the only thing that's infected is your pride. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where did he get trained? I, uh, I don't know. I think he did an online course. <laughs> Bless his heart. I've forgotten where we were going with this. Farm and Sam. I think we need to lock it in because we've yeah. discussed more about bees. Bees and uh, postman Pat. What, what do you want to give it? I want to give it 45. I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Let's lock it in. Locked in. That is the work of art that is Fireman Sam. And we're going to finish with a big tea time hit. It was Families at War. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Families at War. And on tonight's show, watch these people grimace at the beautiful South. Meet Lewis, the extraordinary stork. Witness a daredevil motorcycle stunt. See this naughty schoolboy get his just desserts. And most importantly, find out who is the spider. It's all on Families at War. Straight away, this has got Super Coop written all over it. Oh, mate. The, there were so many moments in it as well that I remember watching it back going, it's exactly what you want out of Reeves and Mortimer. Yeah, yeah. But, well, they do, like, surreal weird stuff anyway, but I just don't know what it is about it being tea time on a Saturday night that makes it even better with real people making them do ridiculous stuff. I think there's a kind of magic of telling a comedian you have to make it so it's family friendly. I mean like it, it kind of works well for Harry Hill from time to time as well but this I don't know why it didn't get more serious like the idea of Vic Reeves just dressed up as a massive spider at the end was genius. The Cubistus. Cubistus, mate. They were unstoppable in the 90s. Absolutely unstoppable. Well, I listened to the Harry Hill autobiography and he said about stars in their eyes and he sort of tre treated it like it was a joke, funny joke. So that's why when he did it, he made it more like weird and stuff like that. And that's what they've done with this. They just thought, right, what is the, what is the funniest thing we can do to make our own ourselves laugh? I think that's it, though. It, it, it is genuinely funny. And the, the family, fact, the facts at the beginning as well from the family were just ridiculous. They, they'd clearly told them what to say. <laughs> and the judges for the episode I saw was a shoe shop manager's. Oh, Good old Timpsons. It was another one. Oh, I wasn't written it down. No, didn't write it down. And they had the challenge hat. If you wanted to add an extra challenge on, you'd put a hat on to add an extra challenge to the to the competition to make it harder. It, do you know what made it great as well? It felt like watching it, it was something that they had made and come up with. It, it wasn't yeah. like you see so many TV programmes now where you see they've got like the new host who's just won the Perrier Award or something, who doesn't really have any control over the programme whatsoever. 
a lot like winner winner chicken dinner, but we'll come back to that at a later date. So <laughs> Alice Beer. Where's Alice Beer gone? Alice Beer, she, she uh Alice Beer, she led a campaign recently on this morning to uh <laughs> to get people to take the fluff out of dryers, you know, like tumble dryers, because so yes. many had been setting on fire. And she did it successfully. So uh, good old Alice Beer. We've forgotten a bit about Alice Beer as well. Don't don't leave her on this morning. Come on. Come over here. Sit with the cool kids. I thought they couldn't get Ulrika, so they got her, because she sort of plays the same rule. There, there was some like sexist comments, which I know they were done in a jokey fashion, but it just felt a bit wrong of it going, can I, can I look down your top? It's like, <laughs> whoa, hello. No. <laughs> Very different world we live in now, isn't it? <laughs> you can't just ask someone to look down their top. Have you seen the Leo Sayer yeah. clip? Yes, I have seen the Leo Sayer clip. When he drops Leo Sayer, right <laughs> Sayer even at the end. Yes, he's, he's singing on a treadmill uh, when I need you. Oh, when I needed you, is it? When I need you. It is that yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, and then right, right at the end, he falls off and Leo Say goes underneath the crash mat. <laughs> uh, how did they convince Leo Sayer to do that? I don't know. Maybe they told him, maybe they said it was a different show. I, they probably didn't tell him what he's going to do because they used to do that with shooting stars, which they would never tell the guests what they were going to do before they, they brought them on. Oh, that's, that's perfect, though, isn't it? And I think there needs to be more of that sometimes as well, because the idea of just getting people to do that. Like, I remember Harry, Harry Hill having the Hamilton Challenge. Do you remember that? Where, where we just have the Hamilton family, uh, both of them, and each one oh, goes, yeah. how, many, how many cod can you fit into your trousers? One, <laughs> two. That's when you know you've messed up bad in life when you're doing challenge where you're filling your trousers full of cod. I like they visited the contestant's house and the one guy had loads of monkeys and Vic's question to him was which percentage of the monkeys are cheeky? Sixty <laughs> <laughs> percent. It was arm wrestling, dancing, dancing with snooker I think I put. Limbo Underneath a horse, no, underneath a cow. Oh no, the bloke had to dance and he danced to the snooker theme, Doctor Who, Steptoe and Son, Animal, animal Magic. There's one point where Vic is laughing at what something happening off screen. You can see him giggling in the background, going, Oh my God, then we made him do it. I think, though, as well, like there's, there's nothing quite like those shows. And like the generation, it's like the generation game on acid. I'd, describe it of like those kind of like oh it's fun they're making like a they're making a pot or they're building a statue to uh we're gonna dance to a snooker theme too the sausage machine song uh meat touching meat touching party male voice (laughs) choir male voice choir sings all saints never ever (laughs) beautiful and a boxer called ben was uh, made to sit in a bed while they uh, the lady uh, changed the mattress. 
but not on act, not a sports boxer, a dog. So the dog was <laughs> in there looking bemused as she changed the bed. This, this, my friend, is the pinnacle of 90s television, and it it will have to be just below Pets with Prizes, I think. Right. So this is going to be the interesting one for us right now. What will you give it? I would give it 79, so it's just under Pets with Prizes. I want to give it, it 80. I could give it 80, but where would it come on the leaderboard? Would it come above Pets with Prizes or below? I don't know. Let's give it 79. Because right. I, I, don't, I don't think it, it beat Pets with Prizes, the Terry Nutkins is. No. That well, sounds I think like a, was, a biography. I was going to say that's what they did was silliness, but that's what yeah. Danny Baker did as well. That he did, he does uh, blow on himself. And it's proper Saturday night telly. And why is it every Saturday night they put casualty on? Exactly. Put some fun on. Put some fun on BBC One. Tonight, I think it's Celebrity Pointless and Catch Point and then Casualty. Well, I've never oh. understood why they put on Saturday Night and Casualty. Oh, it makes no sense. Why? What? That's a weekday show. Yeah. This world. You, this world. Do you, watch, do you watch Casualty? No, not since no. 1992. I don't know. I, I, it might be 1997. Yes. Who knows? Wow. Do you know what we need to do? Oh, I forgot. In the Cubiscus, Bob was the spider and Vic was the water boatman. With an ironing board, way just uh, boring going. I'm the water boatman. <laughs> I might give an extra point for that. <laughs> no, oh, 79. We, no, just below. Put it in, let's put it in as 80. Let's do it. Let's live dangerously. Joint joint first place is now Family at War and Pets Win Prizes. Ah, well, it's only joined in after. Let's lock it in. So locked in. Oh, this is exciting. So this means there's two at the top and a lot of shows that hit 40. So there's been a lot of class and there's been mediocre stuff in the middle. It's uh, that's the 90s. Now, the big question is, will anything beat the Queen's nose? Is it the Queen's nose at the bottom? Is yeah, the bottom? I, I, there's still time. There's still time, I reckon. Who knows what's going to beat that Queen's nose? So, for this time, we say goodbye from the 90s vault. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.